For those of us that are left behind, you can, in your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 2 and chapter 3. What a gift to be a grandpa, eh? Hey? <laughs> Marvelous. Lord, speak to us through your word here. On this Resurrection Sunday, Lord, we want to know your voice. We want to hear what your spirit has for us today. Move in our hearts. Help us to be open to hearing what it is that you want to lay on us, and that we are willing to follow and obey wherever it is that you would lead. Amen. Jesus is alive. <laughs> he has risen from the dead. He now lives as the good shepherd, leading and loving his sheep for all of eternity. That was, the, that was the message uh, that turned the Roman Empire upside down, uh, that the disciples carried wherever they went, um, that, that there was, God had come to earth. God had taken on our human form. He had become one of us. And that He died in our place. And then... Three days in the grave, he rose again and now lives to lead and guide and love his sheep um, for all of eternity. It was uh, a message that answers the fundamental irony of human existence. All of us are created with this desire to do what is right. God has, has created us in His image to reflect His perfect character, to act in ways that are loving to others, in ways that are, are, are good stewardship of the resources and the, and the, the creation that He's put us in. Uh, that, that we have a, a desire through, through everything that we do to bring honor and glory to Him. That's how humans were made. And yet, there is this fallenness within us that, that makes it impossible for us to be able to live out that thing that we all desire. And in that irony, there is this, this great disappointment, this great tension and conflict within each and every one of us that then spills out into all of our relationships our relationships with each other, our relationships with creation, our, our relationship with God. All of that is broken and twisted and distorted because of our sinfulness, because of our, our, our choice to rebel against God. And in Jesus' resurrection, there is an answer. If you were here on Good Friday, you heard uh, Marcus read to us from nice. 
Read to us from Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. If you've got your Bibles open, just read along with me. Uh, this, is, this is what makes Good Friday good. Jesus, in maybe verse 13, you were dead in your trespasses, right? That's where we all were at, that we were dead in our trespasses and in the uncircumcision of our flesh. But God has made us alive together with Him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. How? By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with all of its legal demands. This He set aside nailing it to the cross. It's this picture of of Jesus as He's lying there on the cross being ready to be nailed. And and, and that list that, that delineates all of the sins that you have ever committed and have ever will commit it. That list is there laid on His hand and the nail is pierced right through it. And as that... Glorious, wonderful, tragic blood begins to flow. That list is wiped clean for all of eternity, never to be held against you again. And yet, if the good news of Jesus stopped there, we, we would still be caught in this conundrum of having a desire to do what was right, but within our fallenness be trapped and captive, unable to follow through. But in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is hope. And we go on to read in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, If then you have been raised with Christ... Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Jesus, (laughs) because of His resurrection, He is now alive and leads and guides us and enables us to be able to live out that desire that we were created with. That desire to reflect God in this world, to love others perfectly, to to steward the environment, our creation around us effectively, to be able to worship and praise Him perfectly. It's all because of what Jesus has done, because He is no longer in the tomb. He is alive and leading and guiding. And we have been risen with Him. That's why baptism is such a beautiful picture, right? This beautiful image of of, of the the outward expression of that inward reality. That, That when we were in our sins, we put our trust in Christ. We died with Christ. We were buried with Him under the waters of baptism. And then we were raised with Him to new life to now be able to live free of all that was holding us back once before. 2 Corinthians. Paul writes 2 Corinthians 5, 
there is that wonderful hope. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Galatians 2.20 Paul continues to, to encourage us with this, this promise of new life in Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Jesus, as He's talking to His disciples in John chapter 10, says, My sheep hear My voice, and they follow Me. We are able to live life as God intended, as we deeply desire, because Jesus empowers us to do that. He leads and guides us so that we can follow in His steps and live out that life that He has called us to. And yet, I still mess up. And this was brought home to me in the last couple of weeks. I... I was getting angry at every little thing. You know, I was I was here at church, and as I was going home, things that didn't go right, twist, twisting my guts up. Little stuff that was happening in the home, little things that people would do, and I just. Poof, would blow up. And, okay, <laughs> the defensive side of me wants to say <laughs> that there were things that people were doing that justified my anger. And the prideful part of me wants to let it be known that there are things that are going on in this world that are evil and unjust. And, and, and there was a righteous anger against those injustices and those oppressions that are going on in the world around us. But the honest part of me has to acknowledge that, that really it was mostly out of my own self-centeredness that, that there was this ooze that was just putrefying within me and, and, and oozing out and was corroding my own heart and was scorching the lives of people who were around me, especially those that love that are closest to me. But the Word of God is living and active. 
It is like a, a two-edged sword that, that cuts through all of the lies, all of the filth, and reveals the truth. And as I was there wallowing in my narcissistic muck, the Holy Spirit was whispering Galatians 5 into my ear. This is one of the passages that has been so life-transforming for me. And, and if you've been around our church here for a while, you've probably heard me refer to Galatians 5, verse 16 and following. But the passage that, that, that the Spirit kept on reading out to me, whispering in my ear, was Galatians 5, verse 19. It says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. And when it says the works of the flesh, it is the, uh, the, the, the result, the, the evidence of the flesh are clear. Sorry, I just lost my spot. Here we go. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That passage has been for me a litmus test. That when my life is, ref- is, is revealing, manifesting those kinds of characteristics and others like them, that is evidence that I am no longer, as verse 16 says, walking by the Spirit. I'm no longer living in the power of the new life of the resurrected Lord and Savior. Instead, I am depending on the, the emptiness of my own abilities, my own strength. And even when I'm focusing and trying to do good things, this junk starts cropping up in my life. And, and what that does is when I start seeing those things and the Spirit is whispering those passages in my ear, it's like a warning bell that says, you're off track. You're focusing on the wrong things. And what I used to do was then try really hard to stop being angry. Really try hard to be more loving to the people that were around me. To, to relax, to get rid of stress and all that. That is the wrong course of action. Paul tells us here in Colossians what it is that we need to do. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. The solution to my anger isn't to try and stop being angry, but it is to focus on knowing Jesus. Listening to Him. Worshiping Him. Immersing myself in the Word. Praying in all circumstances. Serving others who are in need. Fellowshipping with other believers and, and, and listening to them how God is working in their lives. And as, as I focus on those things which are things above, there's a, a transformation in my heart. All things are made new. And I can trust that He will produce the fruit of the Spirit in my life. And I can't tell you how much better life is. How much lighter everything is when I am experiencing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, Self-control. Thanks, Annie. I was going to forget some of those. <laughs> now, you, you probably don't have problems with anger. But maybe, maybe you've been feeling depressed. Maybe you've been feeling lonely and isolated. Uh, Maybe you have been uh, eating your feelings. Maybe you have been eating more than just your feelings, but some hot cross buns and cream-filled eggs. Maybe, maybe you have been dealing with stress in life by uh, turning to alcohol. Or, or other substances that try and, and change your perspective on reality, to change your perception of what's going on. And you find uh, that, that, that you try to find stress release in that. Maybe you have been feeling the crunch of, of challenging financial times. And you've been tempted to cut corners on your taxes to, to claim things that, that probably shouldn't be or, or to maybe to, 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 to grab things that don't really belong to you, to, to uh, 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 take advantage of circumstances and situations when, and, and abuse other people's trust in some way. Whatever it is, that you are struggling with. The answer is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That because of what He has done, because He is alive today, this moment, 
And if you have put your trust in His sacrifice on your behalf, if you, if you are, are, are trusting and have faith that that list of your sins has been nailed to the cross with Christ Jesus and that has been washed clean, paid for once and for all, then you have been raised with Christ. You are living the new life in Him. So focus your thoughts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Because you have died to all of that sin. You are no longer captive to those things that once held you. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And as you trust in Him, as you follow hard after Him, He will be creating His fruit in your life. And the peace of God which surpasses all of our ability to be able to explain or even understand fully, will guard your heart, heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear Jesus, thank You that You are alive. Thank You that You are our Good Shepherd who is now leading and guiding our steps so that we can, just like You did, live in perfect harmony and relationship with the Father. That we can walk in a way that reflects Your nature, Your character. That we're no longer bound by sin and suffering. By sin and, and, and all, of its, all of its destructive consequences. We can live the new life in You that You empower and You equip us to be able to walk well before God. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us that first of all, Lord, we have come to that place of putting our trust in Your sacrifice. Our trust in Jesus dying to pay the penalty for our sin and washing clean that legal record of all of our sin and washing that away. But then, Lord, that we would walk in the newness of life with our eyes focused on the things above, walking in the power of Your Spirit, in tune with what You are, are directing us to, so that our lives would reflect that fruit of Your Spirit. And that we would walk in peace and that You are in control and that You will never lead us astray. Thank You in Jesus' name. Amen.